Okay, so we are ready to start the Parsha of Yisro. This week's Torah reading is the Parsha of Yisro. So let's spend a minute just giving some brief historical background. Who is Yisro? Or as he's known in English as Jethro. Sounds like a young, like Jethro. The father-in-law of Moshe. But Yisro, before he was the father-in-law of Moshe, was quite famous and uh, well-known in his own right. Yisro was one of the advisors of Pharaoh. Pharaoh had three advisors. When Pharaoh asked his advisor what to do about the Jewish people, Yisro was the one that said, don't do anything to them, that they're, you know, they're innocent, they don't deserve to die. And for that, he became a person, non-gratis, and uh, Egypt had to run away. He was a very famous priest who was very well-versed in all of the uh, forms of idolatry that was present in the world at the time. And he came on his own intellectual conclusion to recognize the foolishness and the the falsehood of each and every different kind of idolatry. He tried them all. And after he tried them all, he rejected them all. He became a kind of a reject of society because he had uh, he had abandoned all the different forms of idol worship that had taken time taken taking place. But he is a Kohen. He is a priest in the land of Midian. He's considered a very well known and well respected uh, priest. And he, he he also happens to be the father-in-law of Moshe, Tipora. Moshe's wife is his daughter. He is one that had the stick that uh, Moshe took that he used to use all the, the plagues with. He split the sea with. So Yisro, the Kohen Midian, the priest of Midian, the father-in-law of Moshe, here's what all of the miracles that God has done for the Jewish people. How he took us out of Egypt. He heard about the splitting of the sea. He heard about the war with Amalek. And after all of these miracles that he heard about the Jewish people, he decides that it's time for him to join the Jewish people himself. Now, at this point, he does not actually plan on actually converting, but he wants to give honor and prestige to the Jewish people. In the beginning, he thought they didn't need it because they had all the miracles of escaping Egypt. But after Amalek attacked the Jewish people and now diminished a little bit the awe and the reverence that the Jews had in the eyes of the world, Yisrael decided it is time for me to come and reestablish the prominence of the Jewish people by someone as well-known and as famous as me coming and joining the Jewish people you know, the media will talk about it. The, the, the news will pick up the story. And then they'll become famous, and then the Jews will once again be considered respected in the, in the world. So Yisro takes together with him his daughter, Tzipporah, the wife of Moshe, and the two children that they had had when they were still living in Midian before Moshe went back to Egypt. Who are the two children? We don't know their names till now. It's very interesting. In the Parshish Shmos, the Torah mentioned about the bris of the second son of Moshe, but didn't mention him by name. Now we are introduced to the names of Moshe's two sons. The older one is Gershom. Why is he called Gershom? Ki ger because I was a ger, a foreigner. A, a, so, you know, I was a uh, foreigner in a strange land. So therefore called his oldest son Gershom because when he was living in Midian, he was a, he was a foreigner. He was a, a running away. What's the word I'm looking for? An expat, so to say. He was uh, foreign from the land of Egypt where his family was living. And the second son is called Eliezer. Why Eliezer? Because Elokei Avi. So the first part of Eliezer is a combination of Elokei Avi, the God, Elo, my God, God of my father. The Ezri was my salvation. He was my, he was the one who rescued me from the sword of Paro. So that's the name Eliezer. So Yisro comes now with Zipporah. Gerashim and Eliezer to come rejoin the Jewish people. Now, I have one simple question for you. 
Didn't Moshe come to Egypt together with Zipporah and his sons? We know he did. That was a story when, when they were traveling, that his younger son didn't have a bris. And then the, uh, the angel dressed up like a, uh, like a snake came and swallowed a Moshe till the place of his circumcision and spit him out. And she, Zipporah circumcised her son. So as Yosef is wondering now, why is Yisrael bringing them to meet Moshe? They, they came back together with Moshe. So the rabbis tell us that when Aaron meets his brother Moshe in the desert, right? We know that Aaron came to meet his brother. So Aaron sees Zipporah and his sons he never met before, his nephews. says, who is this? He says, oh, meet my wife, meet my kids. He says, are you crazy? We're going to get the Jews out of Egypt, and you're bringing more Jews into Egypt. doesn't make any sense. So Moshe said, you're right. Zipporah, you go back home to your father and uh, keep your kids safe. Egypt was not a very safe place to bring Jewish kids to. You know what I'm saying? It was a place of uh, slavery. Still now. But then it was really not. You know, it wasn't a good neighborhood. You go back home to your father, and when things are good, I'll call for you. So that's why Zipporah and her two sons were not present during all of the miracles of the ten plagues and the splitting of the sea, which is why the very, very first time, the very first Pesach, who is the only Jew that really does the mitzvah of telling the story of the Exodus to his sons? Moshe. Every other father, the first year after the Exodus, the kids were there. So, I mean, I'm sure they said the story, but it was more like just, you know, rem- you know reminiscing. The one that formally told over a story of the Exodus and of the plagues and all of that, that was Moshe, his sons, Gershom and Eliezer, which is one of the very beautiful, one of the classic explanations why in the whole Haggadah you don't find the name of Moshe mentioned anywhere in the entire Haggadah. You don't see Moshe's name mentioned not even once. Because Moshe was the one telling the story. Moshe was a humble guy, so he didn't make the story about him. About miracles, about God, about the, etc. Anyway. So Moshe is the first one to tell the story. He's two sons. His two sons, Geshem and Lezer, come, and he sends a message into the camp. Now, Yisrael couldn't just walk into the Jewish camp. There's clouds of glory all around. So the clouds of glory were protecting the people couldn't just walk in. So, Gersh, so Yisrael sends a message to one of the Jews that were outside the camp to tell Moshe that your father-in-law Yisrael has come together with, uh, he says to him, I am Yisrael, your father-in-law have come. I came together with, in case you're not interested in seeing me, I'm here with your wife. And in case you're not interested in seeing her, I'm here with your two sons. So that for sure would make sure that he would uh, embrace them and let them come in. But not only does Moshe say he can come in, Moshe himself goes out of the camp to greet his father-in-law. You see the honor and the respect that Moshe gives to his father-in-law is tremendous. He goes out to greet his father-in-law, his wife, and his kids. Obviously, if Moshe is going out to greet his wife and kids, all the Jews are going with him. So a large entourage of Jews, they come out to make a very elaborate welcome for Yisro and Sipporah and the two boys. And when Moshe sees his family, he bows down on the ground before him and he kisses him. And they each ask each other how they are doing, and they come into the tent uh, to eat. Now they come in, and Moshe starts to tell his father-in-law all of the miracles that happened. Now, there's one thing to hear the miracles that happened you know, in, the, you know, in the media, whatever. He heard in the media, and he heard what people were saying about the miracles. Now he's hearing firsthand from Moshe himself everything that happened, all of the different miracles that God had done for them on the way, and how God had saved them. Vayichad Yisrael. What is Vayichad Yisrael? What does that mean? So Rashi tells us two interpretations of what that means. One is simply that Yisrael rejoiced. 
He heard all of these wonderful uh, stories, all the miracles God did. So Yisro rejoiced. God had saved the Jewish people. However, Rashi also gives a, a different explanation from the Medrash. That Vayichad can be, like it says, when you get, um, when, when your flesh, when your skin, not your flesh, when your skin gets like uh, prickly and uh, goosebumps. That's the word. His flesh got goosebumps. Hearing all of the, the, the death of the Egyptians. Remember, he was an Egyptian originally. As I said to you earlier today, he was one of the top advisors in the land of Egypt. He had to leave. You know, he, he fell out of grace. But for many years, he lived in Egypt. And he was you know, intimately involved in the running of Egypt. And when he heard about the destruction of the Egyptian army and all the plagues that happened, how Pharaoh had died and how all the, 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 you know, the army died and all that, his flesh was tingling from, from sadness on the fact that Egypt had been, his land had been destroyed. It's the exact opposite explanation. One is that Yisrael rejoiced over all the good news that Moshe was sharing. And one is that Yisrael was pained and his skin was tingling from the pain he felt hearing this terrible news that happened to the Egyptians. And they're both true. On one hand, Yisrael was happy for his son-in-law, for the Jewish people, for the miracles that God did. At the same time, he was still an Egyptian. He still felt the... You can feel conflicting emotions, and that's part of being a human being. Humans have conflicting emotions. He was rejoicing. At the same time, you see over here that even it says, it says there's, there's an expression, so it's 10 generations, a person still feels a relationship to where they came from, he still felt the pain over what the, the destruction of Egypt. However, the next verse continues where Yisro was rejoicing for the miracles. Verse number 10, Vayomer Yisro, Yisro says, Baruch Hashem. Literally those words, Baruch Hashem, blessed is Hashem, or he said God's name, not the name of God. Blessed is Hashem, Asher Hitzel Escha Miyam Israel, who has saved you from the hands of Egyptians, who is a tough nation, and he saved you from the hands of Pharaoh, who was a very wicked king. And he saved the entire nation from under the hands of Egypt. Now I know that God is great. By turning the very scheme that they had planned to do to the Jews, is how God did to the Egyptians. Now I truly recognize God's greatness. Meaning two things here. Number one, what was the, the, what was the new news that Yisrael heard that made him now all of a sudden say, Wow, Baruch Hashem. God is greater than any other God. He heard how God drowned the Egyptians in the sea. The very measure that the Egyptians wanted to do to the Jews, which was to drown the Jewish babies in the Nile River. And Mida connected Mida, which means measure for measure. Not just God killed the Egyptians. God, God is strong. God can do whatever he wants. But God gave back to the Egyptians exactly what they had wanted to do to the Jews. To be able to give a punishment that is measure for measure. That it is an exact reflection of the evil that the Egyptians had done, that's already a whole new level of greatness. And when the Yisro hears this, how God did to the Egyptians, what the Egyptians wanted to do to the Jews by drowning them in the Nile, then he says, now I know that Hashem is greater than any other God. I know every other God. He wasn't just bluffing. As I mentioned before, Yisro had tried out, it says, every form of idol worship in the world, Yisro had tried. He went to the gurus and to the ashrams and to the, uh, to the monks and he went everywhere. He tried it all. Now I know this idea that to be able to give measure for measure, this is a greatness that God has, and now I know God. What if you now I know God? And now Yisro is going to actually convert. So when Yisro came to the Jewish people, they said he wasn't actually converting, this was joining. Now Yisro formally converts, he formally becomes a Jew, and when he does that, he changes his name. His name had been Yeser, 
And now when he converted, his name became Yisro. They added a vav to his name because he added, he became a Jew. And in fact, because he was such a righteous convert, the whole parsha is named after him, after this convert. And it's not just a parsha. I mean, you have 53 parshas. This is one of the most important, and that you can't judge, but, but on a simple level, this parsha is one of the most important parshas in the whole Torah. Why? Exactly. It's the parsha which we will receive the giving of the Ten Commandments. So the parsha in which we will receive the Ten Commandments, the covenant that God makes with the Jewish people, is in a parsha that's named after this convert who gave up all of the wealth and prestige, not the wealth, but the prestige and the fame and the honor he had as a priest of the world, and he gives it all away in order to join the Jewish people for that he marries that the parsha of God's covenant with us should be named after him. So we'll just finish off. They make a big feast. And Yisro brings uh, offerings to Hashem, different offerings. They all come to eat bread together. And Moshe himself is one that serves the feast of Yisro after he converts and joins the Jewish people.